When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, another lesson to be learned. Now, I've spent my life around dogs. And if somebody asks me to choose for them, you know, I take my time and I choose exactly what they ask for. uh, And then we go. So I said to the guy, well, choose as if you were choosing for you. He said, all right. So I go to see him when it was the day to pick up the pup. And he brings out one of the ugliest pups I've ever seen. He was just a cube um cross-eyed his ears were down his tail looked like an akita and i was like jesus christ <laughs> what is this and uh and i almost kicked myself because i said can i have a look at the others and he was you know you could tell he was a little bit hurt like you know hang on i've, I've selected the dog that you want this is the you know the strongest character male out of all this is going to be a good dog so I kind of said, yeah, okay, okay, no problem. And I remember for a week he was at the house and I was looking every day thinking, what have you done? Jesus, he is so ugly. <laughs> and uh, But then after six months, he blossomed. Um, we called him Narcos. Uh, he blossomed into a very fine male, does what it says on the tin. Absolutely excellent. The guy who bred him, he came to visit me one day and he didn't uh, tell me he was coming. He just pulled up outside. He came in in his uh, bite suit and just strolled straight in. And uh, Narcos, the dog, went straight into him, as he should do. And so, you know, before he even said hello to me, he was rolling around on the floor with the dog, you know. <laughs> so he said, no, no, this is a good one. This is exactly what I said, uh, you know, you, that you would get. So they kind of grew on me. And now we had this, this male on site. The female became friendlier, so now you can pet the female. And but what I will say is, that's been about three, four years that we haven't locked the front door. You know, <laughs> nobody can come into the place with these two working. So it's um, it, it's again Malinois. It's it's they're as cheap as chips. Um, they are very very capable dogs. They're extremely intelligent. And sadly, most of the refuges are full up with them because they're, they're too much for most people. You know, they're very, very high, high level, high energy dogs. And you really know, have to need, need to know what you're, you're doing when you take one on, you know. So, I mean, again, YouTube is a wonderful place to look at all the stunts that these Malinois do. They, you know, they jump and they clear riverbanks and, you know, they they really are decent, decent dogs. And if you put them to work, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So I took on a couple of Malinois just as, as for guardians of the, of the farm. And I must admit, very, very impressed. Very impressed. But the downside is they don't, don't get on well with the Staffords at my place. There is a tension there. But, um, but again, what we can do is the female doesn't bother the, uh, the males, um, uh, the Staffords. So at night, you know, one can be on a long chain and the other you can let loose. So 
if people come by during the day and they see there's you know two two strong guard dogs but attached they might think well we can sneak in another way but unfortunately that's part of my wicked sense of humor at, at night the one of them is on the loose so if they try coming in the other way then uh, they've got a surprise but uh, but uh, so, so like i say it's the malinois or any of the shepherd dogs uh, they just they do exactly what they're supposed to do i mean you don't get a better guard dog than that for me mm-hmm. i had american bulldogs years ago that i used to use for guarding but they would just be snoring I mean, if you tippy-toed past them, you, you could get by them because most of them were just snoring, you know, for 23 hours a day. So when they were awake, they're very impressive when they're awake. But uh, so, but again, the, the shepherds, I got the impression that they just don't sleep. So if one sleeps, the other one's awake. So it's good, good, good teamwork. But, uh, but again, I'm, not, I'm by no means a, a specialist in Malinois, but I just, I'm... Uh, I'm a big fan of dogs and I have to give appreciation to, you know, where you, where you see it. And if somebody said to me, I want a decent guard dog, I said, get a shepherd dog, get a shepherd dog. Personally, I've got a little thing for the Dutch shepherds, just a little thing, because my first was, uh, you know, excelled in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Malinois, they're very popular, but if you find a good breeder with Malinois, you know, they're, they're just so intelligent, so switched on. I mean, you know, you're walking along and they're walking to hill. It looks like you've you've spent six months training them. When in actual fact, you've done nothing with them, you know. And so people are looking at you like, yeah, that guy's really got it, got it down with his, his dog training, you know. <laughs> and you don't say anything, but in actual fact, it's the dog it does everything. You know, you stop, they stop, they sit down, they're looking at you. It's it's just so. Yeah, the Malinois, like I say, if somebody's looking for a, a good uh, good guard dog and a dog, if you're doing your, you know, canny cross, you're, you're, you're mountain biking with dogs or you're running with dogs or you're hiking in the mountains, uh, Malinois just, again, excellent, excellent dog. Can do everything that, uh, that all the others can do. So, yeah, I'm, uh, like I say, I'm, I would say they get the thumbs up. They get the thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, people shouldn't be you know too blocked and focused on one breed i mean you should appreciate all breeds i mean i like to consider myself as a dogman because i got a a huge respect for all types especially the working dogs and i mean if if ever i'm in a dog show or whatever which is rare these days you'll find me probably in the sort of hunting section and hands in my pockets just having a mooch about See, seeing what's what you've got to have a healthy respect for the working labradors or yeah. your cheese peaks or kangals or i mean I, I remember there's a there's a breeder here that breeds uh montan de pyrenees pyrenees mountain dog yeah. and he brings in because they've reintroduced the wolf into france mm-hmm. and the, the wolf is a pr- protected species now except wolves uh very very clever and they adapt extremely quickly and they cover a lot of terrain in one night. So they're losing livestock left, right and center. Now, the trouble is the the um, Pyrenees mountain dogs are good guardians, but they're defending dogs. They give voice, you know, posture and all the rest of it. So, you know, they're still losing 
they're still losing a lot of lambs and bits and pieces. So they're bringing in these Kangal dogs. <laughs> and uh, I met one. I'm not a big fella by any means. Yeah. And this Kangal that I met was looking me in the eyes, just <laughs> to stand there. I mean, he, I'll dig out a photo for you. Yeah. And he had these teeth, like six-inch nails. Yeah. I mean, they were just, Jesus Christ, big, big, scary animals, uh, serious things with a big collar with the prongs on. And they're there for, you know, if the wolf decides to uh, to come down for lunch, I mean, they're going to meet him halfway. And huge respect, huge respect. I will say that the Kangals here, you've got some guys that show them and they're just, they, they you know, cow-hopped, shitty-looking things. But the real working stuff that comes across, uh, yeah, big respect, huge respect. <laughs> Yeah, and they're not too stubborn. They're not. I found them a little bit cold, you know, around humans. Not friendly at all. Well, so here's here's the weird thing about it. He he's um, and this is different. Again, coming from you know us bull breed people, where the bull breeds will are affectionate and will do anything for you, even if it means you know laying yeah. down their life. Mm. These dogs will do that for you, but. You could tell that um, they've got a mind of their own, and they are. You talk; they are stubborn. They're, this is an adjustment. His <clears throat> his recall is laughable at times. Because <laughs> we got a good clip of yard now, even though we're still kind of we're out in the we're kind of like on the edge of going into the country from the city. So we're a mix of rural and, and, and a little bit of neighborhood. We're in the neighborhood. So, mm -hmm. but we have a nice little backyard now. And, and he, when he's doing his job, he's doing his job. He runs the circle. He runs the fence line. Oh, nice. Okay. And he'll mm -hmm. bark it. He'll bark whenever he sees something. And, but yeah, he will, he's constantly running the fence line, constantly watching and not one ounce of training. Not one ounce. And he's been doing he's mm. been doing this from day one. And what's interesting too is is he likes his own space sometimes. So he'll kind of lay down in the hallway. Mm. But I swear, like I'll set down a drink on a table a little too loud, or I'll you know, a chair will creak and he's up. He's up and right. running into the living room. Like, what? What's going on? Excellent. So Excellent. he, and then people come to the door, and that's when you could tell they see Seriously. it. They see it in yeah. his eyes. Like just the other yeah. day, uh, the house next to us is 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 uh, up for sale, and they had a couple people uh, looking to to buy it, and and they were out in the backyard, and he was out there. Excellent. And, and a little kid came up to the was going to come up to the fence, and and the mom said, "Oh no no no, he's a big scary dog." <laughs> people could see it in his eyes, like. Uh, I mean, people got to realize yeah. is um, a guard dog is exactly that. It's yeah. a guard dog. Yeah. Now you shouldn't confuse it or blur the lines. I mean, I, mean, I knew guys that had guard dogs like Fila Brasileiro yeah. and things like that, and you never saw that dog. You'd hear him behind a big, heavy door somewhere. Yeah. But when people came to the yard, they put their dog away. Yeah. Because that dog 
isn't meant to meet people. He's not there to be sociable and no. to be nice. His job is to guard. And so people say, no, but that's cruel. And, you know, uh, you know, you, he, he's missing out and socializing. But, you know, you've got to, what do you want? You want a guard dog or you want a dog, uh, you know, that's nice and guards when he feels like it. Yeah. You know, just be, be serious. A real serious guard dog, no one puts their hands on. No. The dog is there to guard. Anything other than family isn't good. Yep. And so, you know, people will argue, but it's, it's black and white. I mean, uh, the, the guy said to me, he said, you know, nobody should pet your dogs. Your guard dogs are there for, you know, for guarding. Now, we've got a lot of land, but he said, same thing. You know, I said, oh, you know, do, do I need to take him into town so he can see things and, mm -hmm. you know, cars? He said, no, he said, their job is to guard your place. He said, you know, you don't want your dog to, you know, suddenly, you know, you, you want him to go to the restaurant with you. You want him to this and that. There are dogs that will do that, if you like. But if you want a guard dog, he's happier at home. He's guarding. That's his job. So, and people, you know, people tend not to understand that. They think that they want a guard dog. But, you know, when they realize that, you know, he's too serious, suddenly he's a problem. So he yeah. gets abandoned. But, yeah. 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 So, uh, and I saw a photo of him uh, in one of your podcasts. And, uh, yeah, he looked a nice dog, serious dogs. But, again, I, I, don't, I, I watch with fascination. For example, I used to know an artist that lived uh, uh, in the middle. He had this sort of old stone building, sort of like a bastide in the middle of hundreds of acres. And the marquee. The, the Marquesa and the Marquis used to have, you know, a thousand head of, of sheep that would come down from the mountains. And he paid, I think it was 10 grand per dog. And he had about six dogs protecting these sheep. And it was fascinating to watch. You know, uh, if you got too close to the flock, you'd see the dogs, you know, you know, two would stay back, you know, two would come forward. And, and it was it was just impressive to see that this is training plus instinct over hundreds of years of selection. And it's, uh, it really is, you know, wonderful to see. So, you know, if you can take that as well, your dog's got that in him. You can see in his eyes that he's being serious. You know, it's, a, it's I, that's the sort of traits that you need for a guard dog. You don't need designer guard dogs and marketing and stuff. A good dog speaks for itself. That's that's good. I mean, it's nice to fall upon uh, a breeder like that. You you can really be confident with and say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Have you got anything? And be ready for them to say, well, no, I haven't got what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, for her to say the male is exactly what you're looking for, and you to be chuffed to bits with, that's that's how it should be. A good breeder should put the person with the dog. You try and make the sort of match made in heaven, you know, and especially when you're dealing with with tough, you know, dogs or guard dogs or any sort of protection dogs, you, you know, you can't second guess. You can't say, oh, I, you know, well, I'll sell that one off. No, no, no. It has to be the right dog because otherwise that's, you know, that's how accidents happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing is, is that, you know, since he is not a show dog or, or in a mixed breed, uh, he was two hundred and fifty dollars, and I've got a better guard dog than if I would have paid three thousand yeah. for something like a Connie Corso or something. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Malinois here go for five hundred bucks. 
500 bucks, is, you know, if you go to a dog pound, it costs you 300 bucks. Yeah, right. It's yeah. 500 bucks and you're getting, you know, an excellent, excellent dog. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I think they're the second most popular breed in France now, the, the Malinois. So you, you find tons of them in the, in the refuges and the, in the rescue places, which is a shame. But that, I think that's more of a reflection on society rather than uh, the, the dogs themselves. But um, but I would say they are beginners' dogs. They're pretty pretty. If you know what you're doing and you're firm and you're willing to put in the time, they're pretty easy dogs to go for. Mm-hmm. When you start going to Kangdales and uh, that sort of stuff, I think that's sort of you know you're starting to go through the the through the belts, as it were. You're starting to get more serious. So the, the, the easy shepherd dogs would be Dutch and Belgians and German shepherds. Again, you have to look for what you get in them. They've got more health problems than they should have. Uh, those shepherds are the easy ones. But then when you start getting into uh, the, the, the serious shepherds, I like to call them, that you're after, yeah, then you need some, some solid advice afterwards. So it looks as though you fell onto a, a good breeder there that... that advised you as you should then so yeah that's excellent. great advice because and that's kind of what i told a few people is that you know even though that i felt like i was prepared and i and everything that i researched has come come true until you actually put hands on and see no. see the dog grow and 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 develop you don't quite you can't quite grasp it But this is what we were saying before. I mean, most people today can't be bothered to put in the homework and do the research. I mean, you know, something as simple as Stafford's. Stafford's, most people can't be bothered to to do the work, Mm -hmm. where they came from and what their heritage was and what different lines and the families. They can't be bothered with all that. So when you're going into a complex breed like the Kangals and all those sort of, you know, the Turkish dogs and stuff, you, you really are taking on something, you know, you need to know what you're looking for. Yeah. And, um, and sadly, there are a lot of Kangos that end up in rescues now as well because you know, people bite off more than they can chew. You know? So yeah, it's not a sort of uh, weekend dog, you know, where you can buy it and then just take care of it at the weekend. You know, you're too busy during the week and it's just the weekend where you can have a look at the dog. No, they have to, you have to be, uh, you have to have a certain experience, I would say. Speaking to real dogmen like yourself is is important because people need to hear the perspective of, you know, what are you looking to get out of a Stabbershark Bull Terrier, you know? I mean, you know, you can't... Yeah. The the thing is, uh, social media has done a lot to... um, I mean, why why today do we need guard dogs? It's because uh, things have have changed. Um, I... I have guard dogs because I noticed probably about 10 years ago, I used to, I lived in a big house uh, in the south of France with, with the four acres of vineyard around it. And to all intents and purposes, you would think I was rich, which I wasn't. It was a lease. I was leasing this big old place. And um, but people would turn up and immediately you could see, um, they were thinking, oh, hello, there's, there's money here, you know. And sometimes you would get people turn up and there would be, say, two or three fellas in a car. One would keep chatting to you and the other two were looking around. Now, you know they're not there to buy anything, you know. So 
and I noticed that more and more, uh, you know, things become a bit differently because before I was breeding on the side because I had bars and restaurants and stuff, so I didn't really notice it. But the minute you start breeding seriously and you you know become professional and you start, basically that's your livelihood, you actually see people for what they are, you know. And, you know, there are a lot of dishonest people around, so you've got to prepare yourself for that. Um, and not to mention, I, I do deliveries all over France because you've got... Uh, Things like the parvo virus, which are on the up and up. The parvo virus for, for, for kennel owners is, is, you know, you talk about coronavirus. This parvo virus goes in and kills the pups and it stays put on your land and you, you can't get rid of it. And it's just a nightmare. You just do not want that at your kennels. Now, I was chatting to some vets here and they said, yeah, but the reason there is an upsurge of parvo virus is because today... Um, people go, you know, they they literally think of a kennel place like a zoo. You can go visit. So they will go and visit all the kennels in the area with their kids on a Saturday or a Sunday. So, you know, they might turn up at your place and they've already visited half a dozen other kennels. And again, they've got no intention of buying. They just want, you know, it's a cheap day out to go and visit lots of puppy dogs with the kids. So you got that mentality as well. So, you know, you can be bringing anything into your kennels, you know, disease-wise. Not to mention as well, again, compared to 10 years ago. Today, you know, years ago, people would pull up and they would be very respectful and, and they would get out and pleased to meet you and shake your hand and the kids are well-behaved. Now, a, a car, a family cruiser will pull up the dog, you know, the, the doors burst open, five kids armed with telephones will run around. They're taking films, pictures, selfies. You know, it's, there's just not the respect anymore. So you will then say to their parents, you know, can you keep your kids in check? They'll take that badly, you know. And so the whole thing is, so basically now what, what I tend to do is, is we have long drawn out conversations with potential customers and I actually deliver the pups. I prefer to, you know, get in my van and do the four corners of the country myself rather than invite people, uh, you know, into uh, into your front room, as you like. So so a lot of things have changed. And, um, you know, I think that's another reason why, uh, why guard dogs were important as well. Because, you know, people need to know their boundaries. People will think nothing of ringing you up at, you know, half past ten on a Sunday night for advice and you think you know you don't answer the phone so they'll leave you a message you know a little bit sort of dry you know well i need some advice my dog is uh, you know uh, hasn't eaten for two days so they'll, they'll ring you up without you know, there's not these these boundaries anymore you know so yeah the same thing you know if you're if, if i'm away and my my wife's alone at the house you know people will just pull up you know, they, they think you're a breeder, so your your uh, your doors are always open. You know, so you do need boundaries, and you do need you know, like I say, decent guard dogs that are versatile. So um, no, I totally understand. If you were working nights, you need a dog. Who, you know, it's it's peace of mind when you're not there. You know that everything's going to be all right. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, everything's changed. I think maybe I'm getting old. I'm going to be one of those grumpy old men. You know, but I think uh, 
everything has is, is changed a little bit. But yeah, I, I was, you know, one of the things is like you say, things have changed or we're, or we're just getting old. I think that we are kind of, the world has changed so fast, so rapidly with technology. And it's I just, think so. and, and it's so. just going to keep going. It's not like with uh, us, the change from our parents yeah. was, was visible, but it wasn't as rapid it is, as it is now for our kids. You know what I mean? It's life is, is completely different. And, and I think, um, like you said, there's gotta be boundaries and, and there are certain needs for different types of dogs these days. And it, it, uh, this, this is what I mean. I think if you're of a certain age, you become a bit of a purist. Yeah. And I'm a purist is in I appreciate a working dog. Whatever breed it is, the dog that does its job, huge appreciation from my part. As I said, I loved watching the, 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 the Kangals and the, and the Pyrenees mountain dogs driving uh, all these thousands of sheep and stuff fascinating i could sit there all day watching that being invited um on a dig and watching the the old traditional way with the iron bars and the stuff and and the guy that knew the lay of the land and and the badges and the this and the that and again the when you go out for a dig with the terrier men here uh, for example midday is very important you, you know they they lay a uh, a tablecloth across the bonnet of the land rover and they bring out the best wines and the best cheeses and and the best pates and and it's you take time to eat and discuss um same thing again i said to them oh you know where we are uh, are there any wolves here at the moment yeah where well, there was a wolf sighting uh, 20 kilometers away and i said oh, 20 kilometers no no but the wolves they can cover 50 60 kilometers every night fascinating you listen to these guys and it's kind of the tradition and the history that you're not going to find on google or wikipedia or you know, it's guys that are living it and doing it. You know, when you talk about, for example, the terrier men like Brian Nuttall that's passed on, Robert Booth, Robert Booth, if you go to his place for a weekend, hospitality out of this world and stories about dogs, all types of dogs, whether it be greyhounds or Wheaton Terriers or, or Staffords. And you're just, it's like being a kid in Disneyland, you know, it's you, you are just hearing stories and anecdotes and and it's stuff again that maybe it's um, maybe it's i don't know it's, it's out of date it's not fashionable people can't be bothered with that now but uh, i know for my part um if i'm looking for a, a new breed or something I, i'm like you know a, a newbie i, I, I want to know everything uh told the guy with the malinois this is what i'm looking for boom 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 and you know, even at the beginning with the ugly mutt of a dog that he was, you know, I had to cross my fingers and be confident that he knew what he was talking about. And he did, you know, the, the, everything I said, it came out in the end. So in the same thing, you've gone for a, a serious sort of a three breed package in your dog. The lady obviously knew what she was talking about because everything she said, you've got. So this, um, I don't know. I think it's, there are dog men, a lot of dog men that are still around. They're getting more sort of, you know, rare and died in the wool than than before. But I think um, I think you need that. You know, you need to uh, you need to be passionate about your subject and uh, need to keep on looking. I mean, I'm always learning. You know, that's that's my whole thing. I'm passionate about 
anything. And I'm very curious and inquisitive and I'm always asking questions. So, but, uh, no, fascinating. How, how's, uh, do you still have any bull terriers? I've got the two working bull terriers there. Um, yeah, yeah, they're still there. They, they were a gift from the, the hunting guy that, that I know here. Um, I haven't done a lot with them, to be honest. I mean, we had the, the lockdowns and the COVID bullshit over the last two years. So they've been over the back with me. Uh, very bull terrier, as in headstrong, uh, no recall whatsoever. Got to keep <laughs> him on a sort of uh, uh, one of those horse leashes, you know, about 10, 20 meter lead, because otherwise he'd be off. Very strong, very strong willed, very pugnacious bull terrier. Um, I'd like to try him on some uh, some wild boar. I haven't yet managed to get up the country. I've been invited a couple of times, but um, yeah, the, the 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 full package, full package. I mean, funnily enough, the female. I thought, well, maybe I I, I might get a litter out of her, but she hasn't come into season for a couple of years. So, funnily enough, you know. But again, I'm not in a hurry. These were my own little. Like the, the, the Patterdale Terriers were my little passion, my little thing on to one side. The Bull Terriers were my little bit of fun as well. I do appreciate a good Bull Terrier. I would never go into breeding them full time because that's, you know, if you won the lottery, then maybe you could, you know, take a lot of time and expense to do it properly. But no, I mean, you know, Staffords are good enough for me. Yeah. With a little bit of fun to one side. Um, but the Bull Terriers, good fun. But um, a young man's game, very, very headstrong, very, you know, and, and strong dogs as well. I mean, the male I've got is about 32 kilos solid. And uh, you're starting to feel it, you know, you're starting to feel my age, you know. Yeah. And he, he yanks you, he starts pulling your shoulder so- out of his socket, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a yeah, big, nice, strong dog. I'll get some photos done of him soon. That's been a while. I haven't taken photos. But um, no, serious dog, serious dog. Yeah. Has has any uh, breed caught your eye that that you haven't really uh, thought about? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, uh, I'm quite happy with all I've done through dogs. Um, I, I'd quite like to go to a few sort of uh, different events and watch different dogs do different things. Uh, a friend of mine brought in a couple of. Um, lurchers from uh, from spain the other day mm-hmm. and uh he's been hunting hare and bits and pieces with them again fascinating you know the dogs there's a couple and they work as a couple and you know they can trick the hair because the hairs are extremely intelligent they work as a couple and they manage to push the hair into making a mistake so he takes a wrong turn and runs into the other one you know Again, it's you think, where did that intelligence come from? It's just this natural, natural sort of intelligence. It's, you know what the old pit dog men would call pit pit intelligence. You know, um, it's again enjoy watching that. Enjoy watching the terriers working. Um, would like to see some. Um, would like to see some uh, decent uh, Newfoundland dogs as well working uh, at sea. That's always fascinated me. I used to know a uh, kennels up in Brittany where it's very stormy seas up there. And there was a guy who used to take his dogs out regularly. 
and him and his mates would, you know, put their wetsuits on and the dogs would be tracking them around and pulling them through the waves. That was good. You could see everybody was having fun. So, but again, find Newfoundlands today that do that. You know, they're all riddled with, you know, dis- hip dysplasia now and mm-hmm. joints and problems with their eyes. But again, it was a, a, a real breed. I mean, imagine uh, Labrador, Newfoundland. Imagine getting into the sea up in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't want it. But you know, the dogs going through those icy, cold, treacherous waters and swimming and, you know, saving people and stuff. You think, wow, you know, that's that's a dog that needs to be, you know, uh, preserved. But they've become show dogs now, so that's a shame. <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I have. I would consider myself a dogman, as in I have a huge appreciation, a healthy appreciation for all types of dogs, especially working dogs. Mm-hmm. So, but would you know? Would I have another breed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. For the minute, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'll always be a, a Stafford man because I've always had them. Um, you know, I flirt every now and again without being unfaithful i flirt with other breeds mm-hmm. but um yeah the bull terriers i like i, I bred a few uh, american bulldogs to see if i could breed workers which i did i got some that went over to mayotte the, the worker on cattle farms so for me it's a little sort of um yeah i wanted to see if i could do it and i did so i'm happy but that'll do thank you very much that stops there uh, the Patterdales, I was happy with continuing with some strong lines that, that all worked, and they did. They went off to some decent terrier men that all gave the thumbs up and said, you know, excellent workers, you know, very, very good. So that, happy there, happy, job done. Um, so I like flirting with different breeds and just seeing if you can carry on the good work, you know. But... Um, but again, the, the the giant breeds like the Kangal and stuff, you, you know, obviously have to have money to feed them, you know, because <laughs> they do tend to eat a bit. So I don't know. The shepherd dogs, I like the shepherd dogs. Got to have, uh, give them credit. I mean, the natural intelligence uh, and the way they, they work, you know, with, with man, you know, excellent. The lovable bull breeds, the feisty terriers. I don't know. I'm going to have to get out to a, a decent... I haven't been to Crufts for a long time. Crufts was always a good dog show back in the UK. Not because, you know, of the actual the Pompey dog show bit. There were so many different breeds and they have huge stands with lots of antiques and stuff. And that was always fascinating. So I'll have to try and make an effort to get back to that one of these days. But um, maybe some more countryman stuff get invited to um i went to a, a country show a couple of years ago and that was that was uh, fascinating with all the different packs of hunting hounds that that exist over here but i'll send you a couple of videos i took a couple of clips when i was there yeah. i remember being that what they the sort of like a french uh, french english algo something or other i'll send you the i can't remember the name of the dogs but I'm stood there and the guy comes by with his horse and you know, they're, they're all dressed up in their regalia and you've got a pack of maybe 50 of them walk by and um, as they're pushing by you, they're such powerful dogs, you're thinking, Jesus. But again, it's 
huge huge tradition over here you know lots of landowners uh, they hunt there's a lot of anti-hunters here so it's you know you can't praise them up too much but um, i'll send you some links to that as well that's always uh, always nice to see but uh, yeah. no that's just, uh, my passion some people like train spotting some people like i don't know my thing is dogs yeah. i like dogs dogs in all shapes and forms yep. uh, especially the scruffy workers so bloodhounds yeah, yeah i mean that's that's fascinating the history behind, behind yeah. bloodhound yeah the history the real history behind the fila brasileiro as well yeah fascinating yeah for sure. i mean you know my thing is i like to see you know decent breeds and then sort of delve a bit into the history of them and see everything that's behind them and yeah, there's a lot of ro- romanticism and a lot of sort of, you know, we're looking through rose-coloured spectacles. But, you know, I-, I do like to see, you know, where they came from, what they were for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lots of stories about them. So, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's my passion, and that will do for me. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I appreciate your time. I'll let you get back to your family and... All right, Sean, always a pleasure. Speak soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.